0: The host of Cannabis Law Talk and Leach Tishman for Scotland Lample in no way encourage the illegal activity. Listeners of this podcast must be mindful that processing, using, distributing, and or selling marijuana is a federal crime, and no legal advice given herein is intended to provide any guidance or assistance in violating federal law, nor will it provide any guidance or assistance in complying with federal law. Please also note that nothing in this podcast is intended to be deemed advice regarding the federal, state, or local tax consequences of engaging in any business in the cannabis industry.
1: This is Cannabis Law Talk. I'm Ken Foltz, And I'm Chris Gonzalez. Cannabis Law Talk is a podcast that focuses on the business, politics, and law of cannabis, featuring some of the influencers in the industry and more. Our aim is to provide
0: non-lawyers with a broad overview on the cannabis industry and the law in the United States and how to better understand and navigate through this cutting edge and always changing industry.
1: Welcome to Cannabis Law Talk. I'm Ken Foltz.
0: And I'm Chris Gonzalez.
1: So today, kind of, we're not gonna delve into any particular legal issue or aspect of the industry. Specifically, it's more of just a hot topic. So what's going on right now, really here towards the end of 2019, um, you know, the kind of November, December of kind of where things are um, generally. And there's there's some really interesting things occurring Uh, that we would like to talk about, Chris. Yeah,
0: definitely. I think the first one is politics. Let's just get right to it. Sure. That's the biggest one.
1: We'll we'll, we'll jump right into that, and uh, we're not obviously going to delve into any of the impeachment fun that's happening in Washington, but there's a lot of cannabis-related issues and news coming out of Washington, uh, particularly with the 2020 presidential race um, that is heating up, um, and one of the fascinating things is actually just a couple days ago, somewhat of a surprise to me was that the leading currently leading in the polls candidate or uh for the democratic party joe biden uh came out with a opposition to legalization yeah it was very
0: surprising to some extent i didn't think in light of uh, what had happened and what's going on from a global standpoint and domestic standpoint that that would happen i think that uh It was a very unique and unexpected reference. I absolutely Absolutely.
1: agree. You know, I come from a political background. I worked on the Hill in um, Congress, Um, and you know, it's kind of like the mafia. Once you're in, you're always in, so (laughs) you're always tied into that system. Uh, That shocked me when I saw that. I was like, wow, is that dumb? I just, from the pure political perspective, I mean, the gentleman, I, I, I respect the vice president, and his positions, uh, but from a pure political perspective, seventy-eight percent recent polling data, seventy-eight percent of registered Democrats approve legalization. It's I mean, that's like, a pretty astounding.
0: That's a huge number. That's more than expected. No. I thought it'd be maybe in the fifties. Yeah, uh, I when mean, the, me the, this even
1: morning, interestingly, even on the the Republican side, they're over fifty percent now.
0: Yeah, no, and in during the debates, they had um, what, the last debate sometime in October, I think it was, or when it was. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of the candidates on the on the dais will say had some comments on it. I mean, they were asking some questions, which took a different approach from it. I mean, Beto O'Rourke had said, and I'll, he actually tweeted something about it. He said, "Imagine if instead of prescribing our veterans opioids, we could prescribe them marijuana because we made it legal in our country. Let's hold drug companies responsible for the opioid crisis and end the war on drugs." I thought it was a very unique yeah. comment. Yeah. Regards to yeah. your opinions on 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 the cannabis world, right. but. The opioid world is frankly out of control. I have first experience in that. Um, I have my father-in-law and brother-in-law are physicians and they're very holistic in how they approach their practices, um, not really into prescribing drugs per se. But unfortunately, I've watched people that I've known very closely and unbeknownst to me, which is crazy, yeah. be hooked on uh, an opioid. And I've actually con- and said to those people, hey, why don't you consider marijuana in California? Obviously, we've got the ability to, to get medical and recreational. And then the people are actually looking into it now. So yeah, right. I find that comment by O'Rourke uh, unique. You know, Another one, obviously, the, the, the most famous one probably might be Bernie Sanders. and <laughs> yes. uh, uh, During the debate, there was a reference made uh, that said about asking about his health. And he says, you know, to the extent, essentially, he said, I'm feeling great. I feel wonderful. And I think it was Booker might have been on the thing yeah. as well. Senator Sanders is, is, uh, are you in favor of, of medical marijuana? Uh, I want to make that clear. What's your position? He goes, I'm not on it tonight. And I thought that was pretty, pretty funny. <laughs> I thought that was pretty in, insightful.
1: Um, well, so Corey, we supported it. And Cory Booker's one that has talked about, um, you know, from being from Newark, uh, the – Significant social impacts oh, yeah. that sort of the war on drugs and particularly marijuana um, has had in that community. You know the the jail sentences. You know and particularly you know the states that have tried to be hard on law. You know from California, from where you're, where you're from, the, the the impacts like the street, the three strike rules. It's where you know you've had two other violations and you get picked up on a marijuana possession. Yep. you get sentenced to life. Well, you know it's which see. is. Insane. Yeah. Well, Booker
0: was is in his, his clemency reform somewhat. He yeah. has a very big plan on it. And from my home state, Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. uh, her position, she introduced a bill, uh, marijuana opportunity reinvestment and expungement, uh, which is
1: fascinating with her because she was a staunch mm-hmm. um, opponent to marijuana and cannabis when she was the district attorney and then the, say, attorney
0: uh, the attorney general of the state. That's correct. That
1: she was at, like, and she's actually come out and admitted that, or. Changed her position yeah. that 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 was wrong, and that um, you know that that and you know it's you know I think Bloomberg just did on the stop and frisk, and how they, you know it all sort of ties together with how this issue is. This will be changing.
0: this will be the topic for 2020. This will be the ongoing issue from the political. It's you know we're in that that voting mode. We're in that vote. Sorry about my mic was a little far away from there. We're in that voting mode. And we're going to be in that voting mode for the next, basically, 11, I think twelve months. You know,
1: it's the irony. Think about this: the the perspective of how it has changed from Bill Clinton to where you know the absurd comment of well, "Yeah, I smoke weed, but I didn't inhale," right, right. <laughs> like, what in the world? Yeah. Versus, you know, then uh, Barack Obama had admitted yes, he had used right. recreational drugs. Uh, to where now it's going to go, sort of from that well, you have to answer a question about this too. It's a real issue. Like it is going to be a legitimate issue that is going to be debated on. And people are going to, I think, there will be many voters that will vote one way or the other. I mean, there's still the people that are opposed to this and think that it's wrong. Um, It'll be fascinating to see that be front and center, not just sort of a, did you do this? It was something wrong. the, the, The boogeyman question that you have to answer, but a legitimate policy debate. This will be the first time I think nationally this will happen.
0: Yeah, I think it, it can be a factor to to who makes it to the end line. Yeah,
1: if it's a close race, it could, it could swing. It could swing something,
0: you know, yeah. because a lot of the constituency, in, depending on the state you're in, what do we have? 33 now, and I think on the horizon we were doing some research for, for this. It was six or seven states now coming out, so we're going to be at 40-plus, essentially, around that. Give
1: or take a number, and a number of the thirty-three, you know, a lot of those are medical. But you know, here in Pennsylvania, there's a big debate and push to go, you know, quote adult or recreational right. for that. So yeah, it it it's front well, and center. even even if it stays to the medical side, for example, yeah.
0: that's a tremendous leap from where we were a couple of years ago. Heck, heck, I'm just twenty, but I'm just saying in the last five or ten years. Yeah. So if we just use the medical aspect
1: as politically, you know, you can't avoid it. I heard it was a you know political prognosticator, someone that was talking about this issue, uh, because you know President Trump was opposed uh, to legalization, and his initial uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions was adamantly opposed and had some rather unique perspectives on cannabis and how evil it was. Uh, but this prognosticator was looking at you know crystal ball what happens in 2020 that. Uh, their comment, and I thought it was interesting, that Trump could change his position on cannabis um, as a way to really try to bolster his re-election efforts.
0: I think, like I said, I it, think it, it could would be critical.
1: It could be a really interesting move um, because from a pure political perspective, you look at it, if he changes it, he's not going to lose any voters. His, his base isn't going to leave. That's true. And not support him because of this issue, but some swing voters that might be undecided, he might be able to pick up. Well, <laughs> think,
0: let's think about that for a moment. So we're looking at the political climate right now, and he's got a vote coming up, and they all have a vote coming up. But what's a big market that, that's going to be a big impact in this for the baby boomers? Yeah. I mean, if you look that's... at it, you know, they're a huge—so that's, to me, another big factor, not just from a political standpoint, from a general— uh, cannabis-based industry side are the baby, boomer, baby boomers, um, where you have, you know, individuals that have disposable income, that have, you know, been around the block. They've been through situations where there was obviously pre '70s, '60s, you know, way back in, the, in that time, that um, are now looking and saying, "Look, I'm considering it." I mentioned in the show before, my mother, you know, 80 yeah. year old lady, she doesn't know much about it, but oh, now she's starting to you know lean like oh i want to know more my mother-in-law on the other side who you know to avoid pain for her is use cbd products because she has some major back issues and so it's unique in that those individuals are in that that window and still have a significant impact in this country Um, and we'll have it in the boat
1: i you know want to personally can you talk to to personalize the issue Uh, my mother who has diabetes um, and now has other medical problems because of the diabetes, you know, with her feet, but also with her vision and pressure in her eyes. Well, actually, cannabis has um, is a alternative to traditional medicines that she's now looking at uh, because of all the other side effects and everything. You know, this is something that she's looking at. It's like, well, no, I don't want to get high. It's so I don't want to be a stoner. But let me look at this from the medical perspective of could this really help me?
0: Candidly, I'll tell you, so I mentioned earlier on the show, it might have been our first show, I think it was. My father had passed away, and he passed away with pancreatic cancer, and he died very fast, 40 days. He was diagnosed, and literally 40 days it happened. And so I made a reference in that first show, maybe because it was new, and I didn't want to say what the situation was. And my first comment was I went out and asked what you know he wanted, and he said he'd like to relieve the pain, and cannabis right. might have been that alternative. And I said, I could probably get you some. And in hindsight, I wish I would have just forced it on him. Um, it's considered one of the most painful um, things to go through. And he never winced once, never complained once, never said anything about it. But he was in dire pain for those 40 days, uh, especially right. the last week or so. And I wish there was something I could have done. And now, in, you know, 20 years later, I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know what? I'm getting stories, you know, yeah, that, all, that say it, it, it's beneficial, it, it works, you know, you know helps and so I look back and say I wish I could have relieved that pain for the last few days from him and you know that's personal and so I look at it and it, it's unfortunate that maybe it wasn't available on the retail market right. um, but definitely you know it, it was definitely that's now they call it, the traditional or the black market right. know, But
1: well and maybe let's uh, transition into another hot topic sure. um, that you talk about the black markets so what actually pops into mind is the vaping uh, it's, a, oh it, it, it's a massive part of the cannabis world, but it's also, you know, obviously the vaping, uh, traditional vaping that's legal across the United States um, is for, you know, nicotine alternatives for smoking tobacco um, has really come under fire recently um, because of there have been a couple of deaths. There's a lot of different medical um, reactions that people are having injuries. You know, they're saying even like, you know, chemical burns. Mm-hmm um, that are being caused by the vaping that people are doing. And it's, okay, how, what impact is that going to have on the cannabis world? You know, because you've got the issues with that, you've got kids, you know, it's very attractive, you know, so for kids, um, particularly, you know, with, you know, bubblegum flavors and cotton candy flavors and, you know, they're, they're, they're being attacked. Now The from the political side, big tobacco realistically is actually leading that charge. It's a,
0: it's funny though, but political at, I'll, I'll, I'm going to address one issue. That's the, the, the elephant in the room is all right. You're vaping. It's a reduced amount of product going into your system. Cigarettes are still pose the biggest problem. Now, I'm not saying I'm anti-cigarettes or I don't. I, I don't smoke. Yeah, um, well, you're
1: right. There, there is that irony of is it, well, this is so bad. Well, no, you can still go to any convenience store, grocery store, and get a pack of cigarettes. And get a pack of cigarettes,
0: which is kind of unique. You know, now, again, death and so forth. It, I'm not, I'm again, I'm not a proponent for uh, cigarettes or, or against them. You do what you want to do with your own body. That's fine with me. Just like in the cannabis world, you do what you want, do what you don't want. It's fine. But I just find this unique in that how it's being brought to the forefront from a political standpoint, from a practical standpoint, from an economic standpoint. Oh, we must end this. And rightfully, probably so. Or, understand, it. or understand Or understand That's it. really,
1: I think, probably the best way that there needs to be more understanding of, because, you know, there's the issues of, well, this person was injured or there were deaths or, well, there's actually a really big problem um, with vaping with knockoff products that are out there, products that are coming from the black market, that are coming from Mexico, from China, that are not being produced at regulated cannabis facilities. Uh, so Lord only knows what's in those. I mean, there have been some where there's been fentanyl, I mean, the, the, the different things where people have really been hurt, you know, so there's that kind of this back and forth that you can have of are you really protecting the public? Well, maybe by not having this legally available, you're actually exposing the public to much greater risk. Possibly. He, you know, that, that's, I think, going to be part of that debate. It will be fascinating to see.
0: Economically, it's just hitting. It's an unbelievable impact. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Um, in the last month, I have I know some people in our office said vape, or now I should say vaped in yeah. past tense, yeah. that have stopped. I don't see them hanging. I don't see them with it any longer. Don't see them using it. Nice to see them, you know, walk by the office and they have something there or go outside. Don't see it being used, and that's all in the last what ninety days, maybe or less. Yeah, yeah it's
1: unique. been been definitely a, uh, a change, and there's a lot more to come.
0: Oh, a lot more to come. I mean, you have also, you have alternatives if you wanted to. You know, patches, supplements, you know, some infused product if you wanted right. to do other things, gums, what have you. Um, so anyway, you know, I want to give one last comment. One one last thing which I thought was unique. you know. The one big issue that I'm going to see is in the sports world. And, yes. <laughs> um, I just want to leave with this one because it happened just this Monday morning. Yeah. So I was watching uh, the PGA Tour and uh, there was two individuals that were basically suspended recently for right. use that had apparently too much THC in their system and they were drug tested and what have you. And, um, but the, the winner of the last tournament this weekend on his hat, a CBD yeah. hat, sponsored yeah. by it. So the question becomes, you know, where does that, mm-hmm. now it's CBD. I know it's not THC-based, and the, my understanding is that the individuals from the PGA Tour were suspended because of their use of uh, THC-based right. uh, product. But, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where sports is now dealing with this. The former NBA commissioner, David Stern, has gone on the record, I believe, to say that Ban, the ban on, on cannabis should be addressed in the next uh, collective bargaining agreement negotiation. Um,
1: well, and supposedly in the NBA, they really don't test for. It, it's a, it's it's not written into the CBA, no. but it's an unwritten rule to where they're actually not testing in the NBA any longer. Um, because if you look at it from a professional sports franchise, um, they are well over fifty percent of the professional sports franchises are now located in jurisdictions where cannabis is legalized right. either okay. medically or recreationally um you know so how how you know that that testing does it really is that something they, they should be concerned with again and the, the debate goes back and forth with you know well you don't test for alcohol use We don't it's now legally permitted in those jurisdictions some it is not um also, frankly, you know, you can actually get exposed to THC without smoking it. Now. That's correct. Or, you know, because it's more readily available um, in the community that you might get exposed. Or, you know, there's the folks you were talking about. There's some of them that have had some problems because they've used CBD products that were supposedly THC-free. And and, or
0: under the, under the federal level. Under the federal which level. Is, by but, the way, they say under the federal level is 0.3%. If it's as anything above that, it's considered uh, uh, a Schedule One, right. essentially.
1: But you know, if you're using that product frequently, you can still have it build up in your system. It's again, it's diff- very different than um, alcohol, to where there's you know very limited time that it's in your system. It get, gets flushed out easier. It actually builds up in your system, um, which gets into a whole different issue of testing for employers and everything. But in the sports world. You know, um, this past year, 2019, at the Masters, you had uh, Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods chomping on CBD gum.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't even and know people that. Are
1: like, what's this? Like, literally, these, this, you know, pe- people that love golf have been watching them play for almost 30 years, you know, 20 to 30 years on the tour, and it's like, wait a minute, these guys have never chewed gum before. <laughs> what are they doing? They're right. chomping away. and That's
0: you know, and it's 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 unique. I could see why. I mean, in, in Tiger's case, he's got multiple surgeries. Yeah. Um, in Phil's case, he's getting a little bit older. I know he's had some issues. His arthritis. arthritis. His arthritis is yeah. correct. Um, it's just very unique. And I think he t- I think he, he, referenced it initially without wanting to come out. In Tiger's yes. case, that, oh, I just wanted to have it because I was hungry, like the killer, a hunger. He
1: did that. Yeah, man, that was his thing for the suppression. I didn't want to eat all the time because I'm eating all the time right. on the golf course, which... Made no sense. Yeah, whatsoever. and then Mickelson's
0: like, you know what? His idea was, you know, it's mentally getting me more cognitively functional, and so it stimulates my, you know, of course, a typical Phil answer. You know, oh my, yeah, my, front, my yes. frontal cortex. Yeah, which is, you know what? To each their hey, own. It's, if it's gonna give him an advantage, and if I remember, Tiger won the Masters this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, it did okay. So can't say. Anything. Oddly enough, he didn't. He wasn't chewing gum in other tournaments, which, I hey, I, I didn't know, figure that he would stick with it if it <laughs> if it
0: won. That makes you wonder what the PGA said, though. Yeah. You wonder. So anyway, anyway well, everyone, we just want to give you a little update on what we think is coming up down the pike for 2020, a little insight from our Hot Topic views. We're, we're going to plan on doing some more of these throughout the broadcast, which are a little bit different than your typical uh, meat of the uh, shows. We thank you for listening, and this has been Cannabis Law Talk. I'm Chris Gonzalez. I'm Ken Fultz. We'd need to talk.
1: That's our show. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Law Talk. You can reach us at CannabisLawTalk.com or on Twitter at CannabisLawTalk. Or you can also write us at CannabisLawTalk at LeechTishman.com. That is L-E-E-C-H-T-I-S-H-M-A-N.com. This is Chris Gonzalez. This is Ken Foltz. Talk to you soon.